0: Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. This is a special podapalooza episode, and I am here with a very dear friend, Dawn Bennett. Dawn and I have recently done some training together, our NLP Master Pract- Practitioner and our Hypnotherapy Teacher Training, and I've got to know her really well. She is an amazing healer. I'm just going to give you a little tiny intro, but first I just want to say welcome, Dawn.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So Dawn has a whole slew of acronyms after her name because of all the training that she's done. Among other things is hypnotherapy, NLP results coach, accredited certified EFT practitioner, relationship and intimacy coach, and body worker, and has been helping people connect with themselves, others, and their communities in body and mind since starting her practice back in 1997. She's the author of two amazing best selling books The Touch Crisis Navigating the Tricky Terrain of Bringing Healthy Touch Back to Our Culture, and What Happened to My Friendships Five Steps to Navigating the Social Distancing Crisis both very relevant topics and it's what we're going to focus on today. So Dawn, let's just dive right in because this is a short episode. What led you into this? And then let's share about those books.
1: Yeah. So I started my career as a massage therapist and right away I was really aware of the emotions that come up when I touch people, right, like everything from like, "Oh, that reminds me of how my grandmother used to hold my hand all the way to "Oh, that reminds me of when I you know broke my leg in a car accident, right, So much emotion stored in the body, so as I started getting ready to write my books, um, I was doing presentations on to women 's groups about how do we actually communicate what we want and we need around touch, like in community. Like if we're at a business networking meeting and someone, you know, shakes our hand, you know, some people will also touch your shoulder, some people will touch your elbow. And for some people, that's really comfortable. For others, it's not. And so how do we say yes to a person and be like, hey, I know you're connecting with me and set a clear boundary with still having acceptance and openness? So how do we speak what we need and want without um, feeling like we're pushing everyone away or tolerating touch, um, especially for people that are more empathic or hypersensitive, right? Sometimes even a handshake can be like, whoa, that person has a lot of energy. That's what started the book actually. Um, And
0: I, I think that's so important and great to have a conversation around because I'm a hugger, you know, and even through all these last couple of years, if I met someone that I knew well in person, I'd be like, I want a hug. Are you comfortable with a hug? Let's have a hug. Right. And, you know, we'd have to check in first, whereas before it was just this great big open arm hug of just wrapping another human being in your arms and feeling someone else wrapping you in your arms. And that's so powerful. But in my life, I've also come across people where I've gone to hug them and I see them step back and I realize, oh, they're not a hugger. And there's kind of that little bit of awkwardness of you know, what do you do there? And, and you're right. How do I communicate to them what I feel, but without making them feel uncomfortable about that and vice versa? So yeah, please keep sharing.
1: Well, I think one of the, the most clear things, you know, especially since you do um, NLP, you'll understand this a little bit, is what are the words we're using? So if I step in and want to give somebody a hug, or I'm not sure if they're doing handshakes, How do I communicate that that allows the other person to make choice, right? Because I could come in and be like, I need a hug and you get to choose like, oh, you're giving something to me, right? Or I can say like, hey, would you like a hug? And I'm saying, I'm willing to offer to you and you get to make the choice, right? Or you can come in and just say like, hey, I'm a hugger. And then people are like, oh, I don't have a choice. Like this person is just going to like throw a hug on me, right? Like I just, here I am hugging this person. So it's all about what you're trying to communicate about your own wants and needs and how you're allowing other people to ask for that too. So for example, post COVID, I was telling people, I was like coming up to people like, so are you handshaking, elbow bumping hugs? Would you like me to stay six feet away? What would you like today? And make it like playful, like, Oh, here are a bunch of options. What would you like? And it took away some of that, like you said, the awkwardness, but also allowed people to tune in. To what do they want and need in that moment? Instead of doing the awkward reach out or the, you know, one's going for the hand, the other's going for the elbow or one's open, all those uh, body language things that we pick up on, but also can make that interaction, that first interaction a little more awkward.
0: I love that. I love having it be playful and then allowing the other person a choice, uh, which is Awesome. And where I'm just going back to a time and it was probably about 10 years ago, long before I ever got into NLP, where it was a, a corporate event and there was about 10 people and I knew most of them. Right. And so we were all hug, hug, hug. And then you get to the people that you don't know. And then it's like, Okay, well, are you ready for a hug for someone you don't know yet or not? Right. <laughs> and then that's where you're kind of like, you know, yes or no. And, uh, but giving them that choice is hey, it's nice to meet you. Are you up for a hug? Would you prefer a handshake? Whatever it is. And I think that's it is even easier to give people choices today after the last couple of years that we've gone through, because we did come up with some different options simply because of that social distancing that was put upon all of us. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about kind of the crisis though. That's, you know, what's come out of that, of that not being able to be as physical with other people during this time period. How has that affected humanity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's actually funny is I wrote the book before COVID. Oh, interesting. So like, I was already talking about this before COVID happened. And then I was like, I can't release a book about how to touch people during COVID. Like no one's touching. And I had this <laughs> crisis myself. Um, you were a
0: fortune teller of what was to come. But now that's great because the book was ready to be published immediately
1: right. after to help people come through it. So perfect timing. Right. But I think the, the benefit of the pandemic in that way is we actually became aware of what happens to us during touch and without it? Like we got used to not touching anymore and we got to really feel what's that like when I'm at home and I'm not giving even handshakes at a business meeting. What's that like when I'm not even, you know, getting my hair cut by my stylist. Like I have a client who's like the only person that touches me is you as a massage therapist and my hairstylist, she goes, I don't get any other touch in my life. And I think having that awareness of how do I want to be touched and how much is too much? Like, okay, now I'm home and my kids are all over the top of me for a year and I don't know how to deal with this much touch anymore. Cause I've been in, you know, in a corporate office. Um, I think I got sidetracked from your question, but the benefit is, is now we have some awareness of what is the level of touch that we want and that we need. Mm-hmm. Right? Because healthy touch changes our hormones. It drops our cortisol levels. It drops our stress levels. It actually helps us feel bonded, part of. It creates more teamwork. It creates a feeling of inclusion and being part of that is hard to get in other manners. So even that handshake creates a feeling of connection and being a part of community. And when we make an effort to really reach out, especially for those that we know don't get touched very often, like the elderly population, for example, people tend to like not want to touch them it's like we're afraid that if we touch them or something, we'll become old too. or I don't know what it is. Or they'll break or something. Or break, <laughs> yeah, or that will offend them or whatever. But vice versa, they're not used to the touch boundaries that we have as younger generations. So sometimes they get very touchy and we're like, oh, well, what do I do about the, the old person touching me? You know, like, how do I say no to this person? Um, and you don't have to say no to the person you just say like, Oh, I love it that you're so touchy feely. Like I would prefer it. If you, if we just did handshakes, you know, and just, just redirect or like, Hey, I'm really sensitive to touch. I just prefer it if we just have a conversation and just look each other in the eye instead. And there's really positive ways to redirect what you want to you with know, these people with, with anybody actually. Yeah. And
0: those are really great recommendations of redirect that I love that you're sharing because it just allows each person listening to just stop and kind of think about those, think about how they feel about touch and then recognize that the way they feel about it isn't the same as everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so again, you are setting your own boundaries here, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, allowing other people to have that choice. So there's two ways that you can do it when you're interacting
1: with, other people out there in the world. Absolutely. I also realize people's need for touch changes day by day. Like if, you know, if you're a mom and your kids have been climbing all over you all day, your touch needs may be different. You may be like, wow, I don't want to hug today, even though I'm normally a hugger.
0: leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Today I'm full.
1: Today I'm full.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing this information because it's not a conversation I've had with anybody on the show before, and yet it is so important for people just to stop and think about that. And particularly now in time, even though you wrote the book before, like I said, you're you know ahead of your time and somehow you knew what was coming and got that book out so that it was ready for when we needed it most. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you would love to share with the audience in terms of stepping into this and getting started
1: hmm Well, I have the book on Amazon if people are interested in reading more because it brings people through an actual, there's a series of questions in a workbook. So you can really explore mm-hmm. what is it that you want and need around touch and what does that look like and how do you create boundaries around that. But I would just encourage people also to not be offended if people don't want touch or if something changes, or maybe they say something too harshly, or maybe they touched and without asking, like give a little bit of grace at first because we all haven't been taught how to communicate clearly around it. And then we default to habits or lifestyle or what our parents did or whatever. So just also have a little empathy and compassion and grace and feel free to speak up for yourself. Cause that's, what's really important. That's what's going to educate people on how to touch more clearly and, and with more intention.
0: I love that. And also, as you say, not to be offended, but to also not recognize that it's not about you. It's, yeah about them and where they're at in that moment. And so that knowing that helps you not be offended. It's just, as you said, having some compassion and having some grace for where they're at. And it really has nothing to do with you. You just give them that space and let them choose. I love it. So what does don't wait for your wake-up call mean to you? It's a question I love to ask all of my guests. It's the name of the podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, since I just had like my whole life get uh, the whole rug got pulled out from underneath me in a really really positive way, the don't wait wait for your wake up call to me resonates with like when you hear a little knock on the door or you get a little niggle to do something different or to say something different or be something different, just go for it. Don't wait for the universe to be like, hey,
0: now <laughs> you buy the two by four <laughs> or the wrecking ball. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. Surrender <laughs> and trust.
0: Yes, and mm-hmm. and listen. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the show and coming and sharing this wisdom with you. I know that you said the book is on Amazon. And just to reiterate, it is called The Touch Crisis, Navigating the Tricky Terrain of Bringing Healthy Touch Back to Our Culture. And all of your contact information I will have in the show notes as well. So if people would like to reach out to you to learn more, they can do so. Mm-hmm. So thank you very, very much, Dawn. It's been wonderful to have you here. And thanks to the listeners. I hope you have been enjoying my Podapalooza Quick Edition Podcasts. Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis, break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out, Melissa, at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach, valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course, and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one to one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. Welcome back to another Potapalooza episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I'm here with Bobby Aldridge today. Bobby, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me on.
0: I'm excited to have this interview with you, Bobby. Just to introduce you to the audience, Bobby is a physiotherapist who has spent over three decades as an athlete, student, and educator of physical movement. Now in the best shape of his life, his mission is to help others move with ease, grace, and power to eliminate pain, reduce the chance of injury, and maximize performance with metric-based equipment to use at your home or in your office. I love that, Bobby, because it's so much in alignment with what I do in terms of education Educating around health. I use functional medicine lab testing, which is the metrics piece of it. So people know what's going on inside the body, root cause. And you're doing the same thing, but with movement. And how many people in this world today are walking around with aches and pains? So I'd love for you to share how did you get into this? And then let's have a conversation around prevention and helping people ease their aches and pains.
2: Sure. So uh, my start, story starts back in college. I was an athlete, played basketball, baseball at the University of San Francisco. Got a degree in kinesiology from there. And um, basically, when I was in college, I got in a car accident broke my back. So I was out of sports for a year. I was dealing with you know, severe back pain and dealing mm-hmm. with that because um, I broke my back. And long story short, now in the business for 30 years, I've dealt with every injury. I, I, I work with pro athletes down to um, your average person. I have uh, three 80-year-old clients right now that I help that I've been with for 27 years now. And so long story short, I've dealt with pain. I know what it feels like. And so many people out there don't have to live with pain. And so about 10 years ago, I came up with this equipment that I have. Um, you'll have to go to bam-metrics.com to see it. Um, but it's a mat, blocks, and bands. I have a couple other things. Um, but basically, it, I made it simple so you guys can do this at home without a person, a trainer. You can do this with the videos and this mat. And what it teaches you is how to feel better by basically like brushing your teeth. We don't brush our teeth twice a month, right? We brush twice a day. So why not mix into your lifestyle? These few exercises that are basic exercises that not everybody knows they're, they're simple, but they're very complex in the movement of it's going to help your posture. So take, for example, I have those like red blocks on the ground, on the ground behind me. Mm -hmm. Everybody sits at a computer and they're rounded forward and they're texting and everything's forward all nowadays. Yeah. But at the end of the night, I lay on my blocks right there or on the ground. I just lay there for, you know, four, five, eight minutes and it opens up my chest and shoulders. So I'm working on my posture every night. A wall windmill, you put your hands on the wall and you glide the wall with your head, shoulders, hands, everything touching the wall. That's pulling out the rotation you might have in your body. Just in your hands, you're going to be rotated. Many men can't get their fingers on the wall they'll have them like sideways. So not only is it strengthening, but it's lengthening. And that's one of the catchphrases I use all of the time is strengthen while you lengthen. And mobility is the key to feeling great and improving your performance. And too many people go to the gym to try to, you know, um, get stronger and more fit, but they're strengthening dysfunction. So nine out of 10 people are doing it the wrong way, probably a higher percentage. I mean, I had I had seven pro athletes, uh, pitchers in the majors on the Yankees on different teams. They had never done four of the exercises I teach. And I found that fascinating. So literally last week I was talking to the, um, calling the Oakland A's over here to try to talk to them about these pitchers and people that get injured, but it's very simple for people to do. And you guys will feel great if you, if you just come and try it out. So
0: Well, I love the sound of that. I love the idea of strengthening and lengthening at the same time, because it makes sense to me with, you know, know, we're told strength workouts, we're told cardio, all of these things. But if we're not then stretching to lengthen, we're not getting that lengthening in and we're actually shortening the muscles, which in the longer term, I'm guessing is restricting mobility, right?
2: Right. That's literally a story I have that three years ago, I didn't know how well my program was working. But my 12-year-old son's baseball team finished practice, and they said, hey, we want to have a bench press contest with the bar. So they did it, and they did 18. Then the high school kids did 38. Then the college kids jumped in and did 78. And then they said, Bob, what can you do? And I'm like, wow, I don't bench 315 anymore. I bench about 250, so I'm not quite as strong. And I'm like, 78 is going to be hard because at my strongest, I could do about 104. So I get on there, and I'm nervous. I got to beat these kids. (laughs) 7,500, 150, 200. I did 200, twice as many because I'm more functional. I'm not rounded forward like a bodybuilder. I'm in a good posture and I could keep going. So when I left there that day, I was like, geez, my program's really working. This is amazing. So like I said, it's not a catch 22 of, of you got to give it a little bit every day. And over time, you will feel great. I've gone through the back pain. I've broken both ankles, torn ligaments in my knee. I've I've been the athlete for years um, and dealt with many injuries. And I promise you the program's simple. It's easy to follow. The tools help you. That's why I did the tools. I never started the company to make money. I was making these tools to help my clients, and it turned into a business that way. Um, so I really enjoy doing corporate wellness and going in there and helping people. I love going in front of the trainers and teaching them how to help their clients feel better. And uh, I love going on these podcasts to just make people aware. That's the biggest thing. Not enough people know about it. And it's just a gem. I'm so lucky I ran into the people that taught me this stuff. Um, and so anyway, yeah, hope you guys will give it a try.
0: Well, I, I love what you're doing and just getting that educational piece out to people is so important and they sound like they're, you know, really easy exercises to do that. As you said, you can build into your lifestyle, you can do them once or twice a day in your home, in your office, and just give yourself that mobility and that longevity that comes with it, right? The human body was yeah. made to move and too many of us really do sit for too many hours of the day, they say sitting is the new smoking, right? It's negatively impacting our health in very profound ways. And yet when we know, okay, that is what my work is. I sit, right? I mean, you can do, I'm at a standing desk right now. And when I sit, I'm on a ball. So I have some movement and like you,
2: I'll roll. That's what I'm sitting on. I'm on a ball right now.
0: Yeah, I got Um, my ball and I'll roll backwards over my ball at the end of the day or sometimes through the day to do that opening up, as you've said as well, but Yep. It's recognizing, okay, this is what it is, but how can I support myself around that, right? And so your exercises are exactly what somebody can do, that it doesn't sound like it takes very long for them to do it, to be able to work around it.
2: So you can do it, you can do it in your clothes, your work clothes. That's why it works so well at corporate wellness. It's not fitness, but it is very powerful in the exercise I will give you to strengthen while you're not gonna sweat and be like,
1: I need a shower.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's it's very simple. That's what's so it's sometimes it's hard to get my pro athletes to do it because it is so simple. They're like, Oh, I don't need that because they're 25 years old. Right. But that's why they hurt their arm. That's why they right. pull their hamstring. As soon right. as they hurt themselves, they're like, Bob, bop, bob, what can I do? I need to get back right. on the field. So that's how everybody is. And I'm trying to tell them it's not about fitness. It's not about a workout routine or a diet. You just have to start doing a little bit like brushing your teeth. And all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm not getting any more cavities. And my back doesn't hurt. This is great. I feel good. And the whole thing is about feeling good and doing what you guys love. The tools just help it where you can do it and actually see what you're doing while you do it. So you're not lost. Most people are lost or they're doing it and they're just not doing it right. You know, and I I had this happen with I was training 39 physical therapists in a room, and I had them doing a staggered stance mini band walk. They knew what that was, all 39. So I said, give me three of the therapists out here. And when they started doing it, the therapists were telling the other therapists, put your feet wider, put your feet here, put your feet there. And I said, stop. Now think about your client, your patient. They have no idea when they're home how to do this. You guys are telling a a physical therapist what to do. How's that going to do for the patient at home? They're completely lost. Right. So I, fl- I flipped my mat over and I said, hey, you do one box, you do two boxes, and you do three boxes. And they started doing it. And they said, hey, he's got to move in one box because she had the hardest band on and I did it on purpose. I put her feet three boxes apart and she was struggling. And they're like, he has to move in one box. And I said, ding, ding, ding. You guys are speaking the language. Now the average person can understand, put on the light band on your ankles, do your feet one box apart and do this for a week. Next week, try two boxes, right? And if you can do it next week, go to three boxes. But you guys can do this on your own once you understand the exercises and just it's starting to brush your teeth. You'll learn how to do it in time. So
0: I love it. It's keep it simple, you know, make it manageable in terms of somebody doing it in their everyday life and keeping people moving and avoiding that pain as a result. And the lengthening while strengthening is so absolutely critical to that. So this is amazing. I love what you're offering. So um, I know that you said the website before, but please share it again. So if people are interested in learning more, getting the tools, getting the videos, et cetera, uh, please share so people can access that.
2: Yeah, it's Mm bam-metrics.com. And then... I have all the info on there, you go to shop, you can see, but you'll see on the front page, the mat blocks and bands. But like I said, it's a simple, get those products, watch the videos, I have the videos right there for you. And, um, you know, being on the podcast today, I was gonna give BAM free ship, so you guys can get it shipped to you, save you 30 to 40 bucks, um, and it'll get there within three days. So, and that's within um, the
0: U.S., right? I'm in Canada, so I'm guessing that's not international, yeah, thing, but U.S., mainland.
2: Yeah, yeah, mainland, yeah. But like I said, if you guys do order it and you have a question, I always tell people to reach out to me so I can help you uh, because I, I, all I ask is pay it forward. Share it with somebody because we're going to help people feel better. And that's why I've been trying to get into the healthcare of helping, you know, big-time Kaiser these big, because they don't know how to help the patients. They're trying, but the patients are lost. And right. I just found a simple way to do it. It's not rocket science. You know, 30 years I've been doing this and I try to simplify, simplify, simplify. So you guys can see me once a week, but then do your stuff for the next six days and you feel great. So, um, yeah. So I hope you guys, BAM Free Ship uh, is the is the coupon code for you guys today. B-A-M Free Yep. All caps. Um, All caps.
0: Yep. Perfect. I'll add that into the show notes for everyone as well. So yeah, well, I, I absolutely love this because everything that you're doing is, you know, so in alignment with what I do and how I look at health as well. And that preventative and being proactive in it, et cetera. And, you know, sharing your story earlier about these young athletes are like, I don't need that until they get injured. And, you know, me Preaching about, you know, taking care of your health, and so many people going, well, I feel fine. I don't need that. But you yeah, have, that both happens. know that yep. what we do today matters for 10, 15, 20 years down the line.
2: Well, let's listen, listen to this. I have had two hip replacements now, just recently. Right. Because years ago, like I said, 30 years ago, we squatted, we deadlifted, we lifted. We didn't do mobility. We didn't foam roll. We didn't do any bands. We lifted, right? So my bones are bone on bone. So I just wore them out over the 30 years. If I would have known what I know now, I wouldn't have had a hip replacement because I would have kept that space. I would have kept that length. I would have been brushing my teeth and I wouldn't have these cavities where they have to rip my tooth out by changing my hip. And that's what I'm hoping you guys will, if you get it started early enough, you won't have those knee replacements, hip replacements, shoulder issues, it will all go away. It's amazing, and it happens quickly. Um, I, had a, I had a lady who's 60 years old who had major back pain for nine months, and her husband is, uh, works with the Giants, San Francisco Giants. And in just a couple weeks, her pain was dissipating. And in the third week, she shot the lowest round of her golf ever, and she felt great for the first time after nine months of dealing with pain. So it's not complex, and you can do it on your own.
0: I love that. And you know what? It's funny. You mentioned your double hip replacement because one of my very good friend's husband just had that surgery on January the 4th. Oh my God. Both hips at the same time, right? Oh
2: my God. Hospital
0: for about four (laughs) days. And then now I keep hearing about it because we're ski partners and we like to ski two or three times a week. Well, now she can't ski for quite as long because he can't be left for as long at home alone because he's still not quite ready to be able to even get up and go to the washroom on his own.
2: He, oh he can
0: get up and go to the washroom, but because he had both hips done, he can't quite get back into bed and lift his legs high enough to get back into the bed because he doesn't have that strength there right now. And just getting into the shower and getting downstairs, they get took two weeks before he could even go downstairs in the house. So you lose so much freedom and, yeah. you know, the recovery time on this, I think he starts physio this coming week the recovery time on this is quite extensive and he's a ski instructor. So he's not working this winter seat for the rest of this winter season. And like you, he's, you know, all that skiing for all of those years has required this. And he's probably sitting there in the same mind space right now. Had I known all those years ago, maybe I would have done more to support my hips. So this matters. And if you don't want to lose your freedom and your mobility and, you know, not being able to go to the washroom on your own and all of this, even in the prime of life, because you've had to have these major surgeries, start looking after your body now and look after your movement by lengthening while strengthening. So that's all. Yeah.
2: Awesome. No, that's that's right on, right on. I'm like oh. in my fourth, fourth week of my hip surgery right now, fourth week, and I'm doing everything. And um, my rehab is my, what I teach. I, right. That's literally my rehab. So I'm walking, I'm doing all the stuff you need to do based on just learning how to move properly. So that's another reason why I want to get to the healthcare to help people, you know, get out there and go skiing and be able to do these things pain free. That's what would be awesome. So um yeah. So thanks for having me on. Share this video
0: directly with my girlfriend. But before I let you go, I have a question for you. What does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you?
2: Well, like I said, I hope you guys are going to start this now and not wait till you're injured to say, hey, you know, because I have so many people tell me, oh, well, I don't have pain. You know, I don't have pain. But the thing is, you might not have put enough demand on your body. But as soon as you put a little demand on something that's dysfunctional, you're going to hurt. And that's why so many people have back pain. So the wake up call is for you guys, you take a look at this, I would definitely jump on it. Um, Like I said, the Number one thing they told me as a trainer, would you do your own workout? Not a question. And like I said, clearly (laughs) clearly, pro athletes, I have doing this, teaching them. And, but a lot of times you can't get people doing this until they hurt. And then they go, Oh, make me feel better, but try not to listen to pain. Try to start now and rehab yourself before you need the rehab, you know?
0: Love it. Love it. So if people, I know you've mentioned your website, but if people want to reach out to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Uh, email is the best. Bobby at bammotion.com. B-A-M-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Bobby at Bammotion.com. Yeah. Send me an email. Ask me a question. Uh, I'm always here to help. I spend more time helping people than anything. Um, and I hope you'll share it with somebody. That's the main thing. Pay it forward, because you're going to start feeling better, just tell someone else about it. So thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Bobby. It's been wonderful to have you on the show, You're sharing your expertise. And I know this will help many, many people. So thank you. Any last tip for the audience before I let you go?
2: Get started today. I'm telling you, don't wait. Don't wait.
0: <laughs> love that. Well, thanks very much, Bobby. And thank you to all my listeners. I love having you tune in each and every week to this show.